This is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm excited you're here today. I love to talk about sex. I love to talk about sexuality and sexual health and erotica and all things related to sex. So today, I have an amazing woman to share with you. Carla Lynn Merrifield is a nine-time Pushcart Prize nominee and National Park Artist in Residence. She has over 700 poems across dozens of journals and anthologies. And she's coming to talk with me today about her new book of poems because it is an erotic book of poems. So if you're under 18, it is time for you to leave the podcast now. This is not for you because we talk about sex and we talk about erotic things and fucking. So this is for adults only. I had such a wonderful chat with Carla. I really, really enjoyed it. She's a wonderful woman. She has a great history and I'm excited to share all she's done with her career with you. She's amazing. So this erotic book of poems is called And Still Counting. And what's it about? <laughs> it is a book of poems about all of the lovers across her life, all of her experiences, and it's just so sensual. She shares a couple of them with us in the interview as well. The poems range from tender to raunchy and all points in between the two. So it's really sexy. It's really fun. And I, I'm just so excited to share my conversation with her with you. So I would love to share with you that I do have a Patreon. If you'd like to support my podcast, please visit there and you get extra special things there. I will put my link down in the podcast notes so that you can access all of my things, my audiobooks, my erotica. I have a new erotica book out in pre-sale, Ruins Beach Getaway, where our heroine, Ruin the MILF is going on a beach getaway vacation with her younger lover and they have sex all over the beach house and of course on the beach. Lots of kinky fun sex. So that is available on Amazon and it will be coming out as an audiobook very soon. The first book in that series is out, Ruins Cabin Getaway, and that's where they fucking have a fuck fast weekend in Colorado. That book is very, very much smutty erotica. It's full of sex, but that's how their relationship begins. So it makes sense that in book two, Ruins Beach Getaway, their relationship grows and there's more romance and there's more complication with their relationship and their age gap. They work on it, but it's not, uh, it's not exactly easy, but they have their sex area. The Department of Sex goes very, very well. So look for that. Just released Ruins Cabin Getaway across the board wide and all digital booksellers online. And it is coming out in paperback very, very soon. Okay. I will also put all of Carla's stuff down in the podcast notes, all of her links where you can find her. And her interview is also on my YouTube channel. And so you can get to that. I'm going to get the name of my YouTube channel. I always, I have so many, <laughs> I have so many accounts and some of them have a little different name. Let me see. What am I called on YouTube? 
Ruin Willow Podcaster. Okay, I'm called Ruin Willow Podcaster. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I have so many, so many accounts. I can't remember all of them and what I'm called on each one because sometimes I had to make a new one. So you have to make a different name for it. Okay, let's get on to the interview. And I am so excited to share this with you. And here we go. Let's chat with Carla. Hello, Carla. How are you? Oh, good morning, Ruan. I'm with you. I mean, it's fabulous. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk with you. I mean, just it's amazing how many poems you've written. You're a nine time Pushcart Prize nominee and <laughs> National Park Artist in Residence. How cool is that? Oh, I've been at it a long, long time. Um, I, you know, you just keep working away. Um, I just learned in the last, um, week that my newest book, uh, which is called my body, the guitar, um, uh, is, has been my publisher nominated for the national book award. So oh, I'm like, wow. I mean, I know, I mean, it's like just to be nominated is such a thrill. Yes. Um, and that knowing that all those reviewers who are, who are going to, read through the book um are reading it so i'm thrilled awesome awesome so is that live or is it going to be going live at what point well the the awards are given out in october so it's a long nomination process and Mm, he's giving them all the documentation that they need before they hand the book out to all the reviewers okay but is it live if people were to want to go buy it right now oh yeah oh yes uh my body the guitar uh Find it on Amazon with my name, and um, it's on my website. It's you know, it's plastered all over. I you know, it's all over Twitter. I think I've posted two hundred times. <laughs> it just well, came out in December, you know. So okay, December, yeah. So Carla, so when you have it on your book, do you put your middle name there, Carla Lynn Merrifield, or just Carla Merrifield? It's Carla Lynn Merrifield. My first name is it's one of those Southern ones. I was born in West Virginia, so oh, it's oh, kind of sure. like. Carla Lynn. I gotcha. Only, there's only a couple people on the planet that call me. <laughs> yeah, I understand how that goes. Well, that's awesome. I'll put the links down in the podcast notes too, so that people could easily access that. That is okay, so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. And here I am sitting here with you because I am um, just completing my next book, which is kind of what's bringing us together with um, this collection of of poems about all the men I've ever been with. It's- yes, I'm totally fascinated. I want to hear more about this. Oh, um, well, I think I think really one of the most astonishing things for me about this book. Um, I mean, there are there are 63 men um, <laughs> it. who whose um, tales with me. I'm telling. Um, I mean, the book is it's called and still counting uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's a memoir and poems about all the all the men that I've ever been with and the, the thing that you know that astonishes me is oh my god over over all these years I've kept track of them all <laughs> I know right <laughs> yeah I mean I've been keeping a journal since I was 11 years old you know in the oh, days yeah. with this dear diary yes um, and you know, the first kiss and all that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I've kept a journal along the way and they're, they're in there. 
Um, and I went through and made sure I didn't miss any of them. Um, oh, that is it's, a perfect way. It's just, um, it's, it's been so much fun. And there's, there's such a range of, of experiences and, and, and expression through the poems. I mean, some are very tender and some are really raunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, it's the whole range uh, of sexual experiences um, that, that can happen. <laughs> I think yeah. that's just fantastic. And the fact that you kept a journal means that you can go back to that memory and that will jar your memory and then you can yeah. write a poem. I mean, what a great idea. It's a great tool. You know, and occasionally, I mean, some I have pictures for um, that, that I saved over the many, many, many years. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and then there's these new ones that are being born. I did two more last night. I mean, same, same, same fellow, Mm. uh, same muse, so to speak, um, that I'm, I'm on quite a roll with right now. So uh, I just never know where it's going to lead me. So when you do your when you do your book, are you going to indicate if some of them are the same person or are they just going to be their own poem standalone? People won't know if it's the same person or not. They're they're all numbered. Okay. So if I mean, for instance, numero uno, you've heard me talk about. Yes. (laughs) um, I mean, it's the first his is the first poem, but he pops up. Uh, many places throughout yes. the book and it and it's always preceded by hash mark one you know mm. number one okay um, so they're all and nobody's nobody's identities are revealed right um, what, does, I, <laughs> yeah. what does he think about this book what's his opinion oh he loves it he loves it he just awesome. adores it um and he's been a real he's been a real help um, and just being so supportive. I mean, I, I am truly, uh, I really do believe that this is, I'm on a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a, uh, it's kind of my gray panther, uh, <laughs> a persona that I really do. I really want to help spread the word about, uh, of course, sex positivity in general, yes. but, uh, for seniors, yes. um, that we're now, we're, it's so hard in this culture. Mm-hmm. To to be a woman of quote unquote a certain age, right? Um, and and for men as well, uh, mm-hmm. that that we become invisible. Um, and I want to make sure we're. I mean, I'm doing my part to make sure we're not invisible, and that mm-hmm. we are sexually active, yes, human beings, and we need that touch and that intimacy in our lives, one way one way or another. Um, so I really, I do. And I, it's like, you know, I'm not holding back. <laughs> right. I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm just not holding back. I think that's great. And I think that's so true. Like I interviewed um, a man who is in, he's 72 and he's written about sex his entire life. And He's, you know, he had a lot to say about that too. And I just thought it was great. His book is about like sizzling sex across a lifespan. I listened to that one and I said, Oh, did you? Yes, yes. He's amazing, isn't he? And, you know, and he has such a good point. I mean, you know, it really does start when we're young, children will masturbate and then all the way through our lives, our entire lives. It doesn't stop ever and it shouldn't. Right. And um, 
I don't know if it was him or or uh, Michael Castleman, who you were Michael talking Castleman. to. Michael Castleman, yeah, 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 that's him. Uh, about you know the war, or I don't know, one of your wonderful guests. Uh, but you know, you, the more the more you masturbate, you know, yes. the, the your the elevation of your libido. Yes, um, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I uh, know. You know, I mean, I had. You'll love this little story. This is one of my favorite little stories. So I was at my gynecologist two years ago, and she's giving me my pelvic examination, and uh-huh. we're catching up. And because uh, you know, I only see her once a year, and yeah. she's she's doing you know doing all the palp palpy palpitations or whatever it is around my abdomen. And she goes, she said something like, "Goodness, you have such strong." abdominal muscles nice and I, <laughs> yes and I said thank you doctor I said I masturbate every day so it's I can nice. you know. <laughs> that's um, fantastic and it's so true it actually is true not only your physical body but your libido is going to be yeah. elevated it like feeds upon itself it feeds itself and yeah. it goes per- yeah. self-perpetuating mm-hmm. right you know and, and you know it's a, a great a uh, brain chemical shot um, yes. as well to you know get that get in that zone for a little bit. Absolutely, um, everyone should be doing it every day. Whether I mean, of course, you could be have it with a partner too. But something, oh yes, well, uh, something every day. Yeah, exactly. But something every day, I think, <clears throat> is is huge and very important and so healthy. Well, as as a single independent woman, um, I mean, and I can't, I just can't see uh numero uno or my other lovers all the time so you know i still right. got to take care of myself that's right <laughs> i love that that is so true now tell me again about your book how many poems so far are you at because you're still continually building on it right now right right it's at right now it's completely up to date um and i don't know if there'll be number 64 right. um or not i don't know what the future holds but the book itself is in as a manuscript is I'm ready now to send it off um, to a a few people to do what we call, you know, the blurb bag where we have mm -hmm. uh, writers to please read the book and write a, a blurb for the back cover. So I'm just about ready to, to do that, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's running something like 108, eight, eight or nine pages. Because uh, nice. like some of them, uh, some of them have multiples. Um, mm. My husband, uh, my beloved Roger, who died um, almost five years ago, he has a whole section um, mm. that's his. And um, and I think there are, I don't know, eight in that little, in that sequence. And then it's followed by a, just a, a tiny, tiny section. That's two poems about being a widow and my okay. and vis-a-vis my sex life right um and then the, the last part this great grand resurgence uh, <laughs> in the last um four years so what i totally love about your book is that it's going to expand your entire life i mean that's that in itself i think is just totally amazing yeah well it's it's maybe realized i mean and, and communicating with you and getting to know you um, through our our exchanges on on Twitter and and a few in our DMs and, and and reading and watching you know reading your work and watching and listening to your your uh, podcasts 
Um, I, I mean, I've been writing erotica since 1976. Love it. Um, when I wrote my very first uh, story. Uh, still, you know, it's, it's, it's waiting for me at home. I mean, we're talking 1976. So this is typewritten. Mm, um, wow. And I just, and I remember the opening line is, I am a man at the time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I just got lost in it, you know, in this whole, you know, what, what if I could do that, uh, kind of mental exercise? Um, so that, so I've got, I've got erotic pieces back home, um, that I'll return to shortly and they'll start popping up now on, on medium. I mean, I've really decided, you know, this is, this is something I've got to do yes. um, is, is keep writing erotica. So I worked on yes. one, a new one that I just love mm. last week and it's all outlined. I just have to sit down and, and let my fingers fly over the page. Cause it's, it's all, it's all conceived. It's there. Um, nice. So it's, I feel, you know, it's like, this is, this is my time to expand um, that portion of my portfolio yes. uh, to put it. And with this book that eventually will, will get published. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't give up and I think it's so <laughs> unusual a book that, and it's yes. maybe scary for publishers. I mean, some of the, the couple of poems are pretty, pretty raw, um, uh, but there's there's so there's so many that it's the whole range right of, of sexuality that's in it and sensuality and and just tenderness yes a lot of I, I find a lot of tenderness in it um, so we'll see I mean I I'm just I'm like kind of wary about oh my god what are what are my friends going to think what are my <laughs> poets especially the poet community sure um, my friend friends will, will, you know, they'll just say, there she goes again. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. And to show another layer of you out there. I think that's just fabulous. And I think yeah. you just I need mean, to find the age, right publisher. Right. Well, thank you. I mean, at my age, I, I figure, I, you know, remember that book? Um, when I am old, I will wear purple, something like that. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, you know, late 80s, 90s stuff. Um, and it's like, I'm not waiting till I get old. Um, oh. this is, this is kind of a capstone, uh, project really for my life. Um, and it's just, it's just a different dimension of, yes. of my creativity. Absolutely. So. I feel the same way about myself. And I say, if you never find a publisher, just self-publish it because yeah. if, if publishers are scared of that. I think, I think I'll be all right because one of the things the book is, I mean, I am a very, very careful poet, mm. and I think the book is is very well crafted. And Good. and editors are publishing the poems. I mean, more, more than half of the poems have been published in journals. Mm. So I have a lot of okay. confidence that I'll find somebody. There's a fabulous publisher in the United Kingdom called Guts Publishing. G U T S Guts Publishing. Nice. Um, and they they do. Um, really uh, amazing, authentic life story books. Perfect. Um, the, I read one of them. Um, and of course I can't think of the name right now. <laughs> um, I'm terrible about that, but one, one of them is, is like a complete inside look of about OCD by okay. a woman who's a young woman who suffered it severely. Mm. And it, uh, it was so 
um, gripping and um, something blade, you know, anyway, um, mm-hmm. there, and, and I've actually had a, a poem on the front, a poem art thing on the cover of, uh, I don't know what you call those, but it's a, a haiga in the Japanese tradition where you take a, an image and then put words over it. Okay, uh, and yeah. and mm-hmm. I had one on the cover of their, um, their anthology called Sending Nudes. And it's mm, about nice. why and how, you know, the whole different, like a kaleidoscope of why we humans send each other, you know, dick pics and pussy shots. Right. Uh, and I wrote, I ended up, uh, I ended up writing the, the uh, preface for the collection, which I'm oh, really nice. proud of. So I have a nice relationship with them. Um, yes. But alas, they're not open to U.S. publishers. Um, I would love to be the first, I mean, U.S. Um, writer. So I would love to be the first U.S. writer. Yes. Um, be, uh, with Guts Publishing. But if that doesn't work out, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll find somebody. Yeah, um, I'm sure. It's just the substance good. <laughs> I may say to myself, and I guess, I guess maybe what I should do, uh, if I may, is like read one or two. Yes, please. I was just thinking that same thing. Will she, I'm going to ask her if she'll read. <laughs> please start okay. whenever you're ready. Okay. This one's called, um, this is number 50. Um, D-Y-S hyphen. That's the title. D-Y-S hyphen. A twofer, another AFFer, his the saddest of all. It didn't matter he was a thalidomide victim. Straining for release, I gripped his withered forearm, grasped the knob of fused fingers that should have been a hand. What mattered was his cock, normally formed, but relentlessly erect for hours, no matter what I did. Lick, stroke, suck, fucked till I was raw. He'd not ejaculate ever since the stroke. Impossible. I didn't believe it. And because he hadn't, I didn't. A second date. A second attempt. It's the stroke, baby. For once, there was nothing even I could do. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, 
<laughs> Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're the man. <laughs> spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Wow. I mean, wow. That gave me chills. That was so moving, real and raw. Wow. Fabulous. Thank you. A wonderful journal um, called Super Present um, gave me the honor of of publishing that one. And each time one of those those journals do, you know, do take one, it like really um, keeps me going. Oh, yes. it's like these these are these poems are working, and there there are publishers who are willing to to print some of these <laughs> print some of these right. Um, uh, and I, I I wanted to I thought um, here's one that's not even it's the the last poem in the book, and it's not doesn't have a number on it, so it's not one of the guys. Um, this is my. This is the end piece, all right? Okay. If I may. Yes. <laughs> it's called In Summa. So, uh, in summary, In Summa. Mm, yes. My mother worried about me from the get-go. You're going to get a reputation, young lady. I up and went, got that, earned my slurs, untruths, but I knew the truth of it all. I recall nothing but kisses, often deep, my hints of bump and grind, his hidden spurt, my quickly copped, swiftly stopped feels, but each, the whomever, came satisfied and grateful for one touch, one bit of subtle paradise. My mother knew best, yes, Nailed it from the start. I was hell-bent on boys for the rest of my unladylike life. Over moons upon moons, by many moons, I learned to deliver la pièce de raisin's tops of womanly goods. Jeez and jizz, I adore my ageless girly parts. I get me the very best from among the dross. My brain came wired and with my genes conspired. Hi, her. Long may she go off to fuck another good soul. Obediently, 
my body followed suit once upon each suitor. Wow, that is fascinating. I sat here with the most giant smile on my face the entire time you read that. I absolutely love it. Oh man, I cannot wait to read this entire book. This is, do you have, do you have? I'm going to hit you up for a blurb. Oh, for sure. I'm there. Do you have a working title yet or or not to share yet? No, uh, I've known the title, I don't know, three or four years um, and still counting. Okay. Yes. I remember you saying that now. Yeah. That's just, this is going to, this is going to make a big splash. I think this is awesome. (laughs) I hope so. I mean, it's a... I read, and I don't know if you saw it on my blog recently, I did a um, a book review of a new um, anthology of erotica that, that came out called oh, okay. Anonymous, Anonymous Sex. Okay. Um, and it got so much hype nice. um, I, in the New York Times. And, oh, it was all this, you know, this is the book that delivers both the titillation and the expansion of your vision about mm. sexuality. Um, and I rarely give rough book reviews, but mm. this was a limp dish rag when really? it comes to erotica. Um, wow. There were three stories that kind of got me, uh, got my attention, so to speak. Sure. Uh, but three out of 27. That's um, pretty low. Is pretty low. Um, and for all the hype, I mean, when this whole notion of anonymous sex, what they did was the editors invited um, famous writers hmm. to to do these pieces. So they were commissioned, um, but their names are not attached. OK, so you get a list of who who participated, mm. um, but you you can't there's it's anonymous. You sure. read the piece. And you, you're left. I mean, it's like a cocktail party game. Oh, mm. do you think this one was the one that was <laughs> done by, you know, whomever? Um, right. It, it, I just found it. Um, it's it's hype and, or it's a gimmick. And that's it. Um, that's pretty annoying. Yeah. So I want to do far better than that. Oh, yeah. And it's and- not like these poems are meant, intended to arouse um, it's right. more, I think, a teaching tool than than anything. Um, and my mission, you know, my Grey Panther mission to raise awareness for, you know, women and men um, my age who, who you know, are still um, practicing and yes. finding that joy. And I think they'll, they tell a story, which is valuable to an entertaining and can teach you, but just give you an experience. Yes. Yeah. So I take you, I mean, it's, I, I, the first poem um, in the book dates to 1968 nice. with a, a boy that um, later um, I helped become a man um, ah. a few years later. So uh, it's my tribute. It's my love stories to all those, those wonderful um, creatures whose bodies I got to know um, and who got to know mine in various degrees. That's an amazing statement. I love that. That is so just beautiful and sensual and just, wow. (laughs) What a wonderful thing. I am so excited for your book to go live. And, you know, 
just, it's going to be so interesting to see people's perspective and the fact that it just, it's, it's such a wide range of different experiences, like you said, anywhere from tender all the way up to raunchy. So that's just what a collection. Yes. Thank you. Um, I think so. Um, I certainly believe in it. I wouldn't have been added all these years. Um, uh, Cause the, you know, the poems, I, I, I really want to sit down sometime, but I could carve out a, hour and and date and for my own interest date when they were all written because some of the gentlemen Mm. who I'm writing about uh there are a few that I only recently wrote poems about and there are some that were written at the time of the liaison so do you think you'll include that in the book or just will it just be the poems well, I'm I'm geeky that way I love a good (laughs) appendix yes (laughs) so I may I may put it in in the appendix. Um, sure. uh, certainly poets and people who study poetry um, might find it uh, of historic, you know, placing it in context of, of mm-hmm. contemporary American poetry and, and of course, um, sexual uh, mores in history. I mean, I went to college um, the year that that um, Ms. Magazine was launched and became a uh, charter subscribers. So oh, I, sure. you know, I, I rode, I rode that cusp real well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I think it would be interesting to know which ones you wrote back then and which ones you wrote recently. Just, yeah, just to see the difference and just yeah. be like, okay, this was from then. And this is from memory. Cause it is, you're going to write something different, whether you write it recently when it happened or if it happened years and years ago, I feel like you, you will write that piece differently. Yes, because they're bringing all those years of perspective with it. Um, mm-hmm. Although a few of them, the more recent ones that are about men from deeper in my past, um, I it's it could have. I feel they could have been written at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. It yeah, came yeah. back to my my yes. inner inner uh, eye so clearly, uh, and what it was I was up to. Uh, why this guy and how you know how it happened in those kind of details. Yeah, I can totally imagine that because when I was younger, I did keep a journal too. And when I one of the books I wrote, I did look back at some of my entries, and it does it places you right back there. Yeah, I, I mean, somebody said to me, um, "Oh, uh, there's a fellow I did an interview with, a uh, poetry interview." Um, uh, shoot. Um, Jaime, oh shoot, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> um, Alejandro, okay. um, and he mentioned to me how poetry uh, has the capability of of t- making you t- letting you time travel. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, and I thought that was such a brilliant uh, ca- concept um, that I I never thought about that, but that's indeed that's what it does. Oh, absolutely. And within very few words. So a very short amount of time, you will time travel. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. This winter, I tried to read, I tried to read the Aeneid again. Oh, Um, yes. Like I got through, I think, book two. And then I said, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I can't do (laughs) I've never read it. So yeah, but I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to be, you know, good scholar and, you know, keep up and remind myself the classics, you know, know, right. But, you know, continuing education, even at, you know, my age. 
Right. Oh, absolutely. never ends. It never ends. <laughs> so I should mention your website and, and tell me what your website is and what you have on your website. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the website address is actually Carlin and Merrifield, my name, squished together, dot org, O-R-G. Um, and uh, I, it's, it was a project of the pandemic. Um, I, mm. I have been putting off building a website forever, um, it, you know, because it's a lot of work and it's yes. costly if mm-hmm. you do it right. Yes. Um, I mean, some of them, some of the WordPress based ones I've seen um, that people have done themselves are pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is my this is my face to the the world, particularly publishers and editors. Yes. Um, um, and so there's there's a, you know a homepage with like kind of the latest spotlight thingy, um, and a page of there's my blog. There's a link to my blog, uh, which is called the Muses Refugia. Um, <laughs> it is kind of a mouthful for it's a place where all the muse, muses can can seek refuge nice because um, I because mean, I I'm very into music too and a number of my friends are dancers I mean there's a lot of interdisciplinary stuff going on um, below when you scratch the surface um, so blog and then my page called ready to read are all my newest publications nice. uh, individual poems uh, or presentations or re- you know readings that kind of thing um, and let's say a book, of course, a book page uh, mm-hmm. with a page for all my books um, and, you know, descriptions and that kind of thing and how, how to buy. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, there's an about page, which is a fairly short uh, bio. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the last page that's, you know, an invitation for people to, to um, sign up and whatnot. So copyrights and all that that good stuff Uh, and oh i know oh there's a gallery so there's a huge collection of photographs um and uh, from all my world travels the guitars uh, that i lust after yes uh, (laughs) and then and then i yeah there's the page uh there's music news and that's my whole uh everything that i'm doing uh podcasts with with um musicians and whatnot uh, about about guitars and music very nice and so more play, photos and you play guitar do you is that the only instrument you play or is that just when you focus on um I started off as a kid uh, my parents made me take piano and I did mm. eight years and I was terrible terrible oh. it was awful uh, and I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was musically broken uh, you know, oh, later sure. I sang in the church choir. You know, I can keep a decent alto going uh, still, but um, but I I gave it up in 2019, before the, six months before COVID. Um, I went out and bought a guitar and said, "I'm going to learn to play this thing." Nice. Um, and one of the reasons I did it was I was writing this book, my body, the guitar, and I thought. Geez, if I'm going to write about all these fabulous music, uh, guitarists and their yes. beautiful instruments, I better find out what it's really like to Absolutely. at least mess around on a on the instrument. Um, and I took it really, really. I mean, this was deep research, and I fell in love. I fell in love. Um, 
I, I have four, three guitars going on four lessons <laughs> weekly. Uh, I just, I, I immerse myself in it a, an hour a day. Uh, and it's also mental health. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, during COVID, um, I mean, when I, I always can write, um, but I had this warm, my, my uh, acoustic guitar, which is a beautiful Martin. Um, he, he kept me company and would, when you sit with it in your lap and you're holding it and you're playing it, the wood starts to warm oh, wow. um, and the sound gets better. Um, but I can, I hold him up against my body and he, he gave me that warmth. Uh, it was, wasn't human touch, but it really, it really made a difference for, um, you know, getting through, through COVID uh, and the isolation and the lack of touch. Um, I mean, I took a few risks during COVID sure. um, that <laughs> ensured that occasionally I got touched. <laughs> Um, but right. it, you know, my guitar you know, and the electric one too, uh, the two electrics, they were, you know, they kept me company. Um, it was marvelous. And now I'm, you know, I'm just into it and I'm not very good. I'm learning. I'm an advanced beginner, I'd say. Um, and I, and I write these little tonal poems that <laughs> just, I take haiku and yeah. I turn them into little, little musical pieces. That's kind of fun. So it's been a whole new creative expression for me uh, that's been so rewarding. Oh, so, yes. And it's, guitarists are so much fun to play with. Yeah, I bet. That's a, that, that whole story you just said, this is so sensual and spiritual. I just, it's just a, I don't know, yeah. what an amazing journey you've gone on that you just set up for yourself and it fits. So you just soared. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It makes I just smile. It makes me smile. And and what a what a wonderful thing to do in this crazy messed up world. Yes. Um, and all the horrors that we see. Yes. Um, in the news and and in our backyards. Yeah. Um, it, it's to put music into the world such as I do uh, is is a, is a good thing. Um, it's like a prayer. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I may have been a Methodist minister's daughter, but I got rid of that. <laughs> shit, you know? um, but I really do feel that way about, about music, uh, that it really could, can help us heal. And we need to keep singing. I mean, singing in the shower, yes. uh, whatever it is, or listening to um, our favorite grunge band or whatever it, you know, whatever your taste you know, soothing, chilling out with Bach or, or Mozart. It all, it all counts. It's mu- music is another healing art. Oh, um, absolutely. And, you know, all of us need music. It wouldn't be as popular in the world if we didn't. We all need it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, I mean, we have ears for, mm-hmm. for more than just uh, sitting around and, and shooting the bull like you and I are doing. <laughs> right, <morning>. exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's it's an exquisite thing um and i celebrate i celebrate (laughs) i think that's fantastic that is just absolutely amazing so what what was the first thing that draw you to write poetry oh you remember uh, that yeah i sure do vividly um my mother gave me for my 11th birthday uh, the diary of Anne Frank. Ah, yes. Um, and it changed my life. 
Mm. Um, I mean, her courage under the worst, most horrific circumstances, her courage to write her diary and tell her story in that little closed space and her, you know, her crush on on the fellow who was, who was um, staying with them, hide in hiding with them. And, and just, the, and then to know what happened to her yeah. um, and that, that miracle that that book survived, it just, oh, yeah. you know, just, and of course it also began, it, it, I mean, on one hand, it began continued um, ex, exploration and understanding of just what the Holocaust was. I, mm-hmm. I have, um, there's many poets that have written, um, including my mentor, William Hayen, who mm. has written so many books, uh, the sh- um, show a train and um, uh, Erica, the swastika poems that, that have taught me um, that really nourished in a very brutal and, you know, it's hard to, to face, yes. um, but nourished my, my compassion. Um, yes. So I read this book, you know, God bless my mother. Um, and I said, that's it. I'm going to start keeping a diary. Nice. So at age 11, I, you know, I've been keeping a, a diary slash journal mm-hmm. um, ever since. It's not every day. It's something when I travel, I write lots more. You know, nothing like sitting on an airplane um, or at, at sea on a ship yes. uh, with the idle hours. It just scribble, 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 scribble. But yep. I keep it up to date. Um, and, and then, you know, in the course of noodling and writing my dear diary, uh, <laughs> gave me my first kiss today, April 26th, nice. 1966. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I started trying my hand at poetry. Um, and I wrote a tiny little poem, two stanzas, my first poem, took it to, to class with me. Uh, my English class, and I passed it to my boyfriend, who, by nice. the way, is, who, by the way, is today's numero uno. I mean, oh, I love that. We, we were, you know, we were, <laughs> we're doing, we were together as as seventh and eighth graders. Mm. Um, and anyway, I passed the poem, and my teacher swooped out, <laughs> and he mm. stuck it. And oh, he, no. And he stuck it on his, uh, under a book on his desk. And and I was in deep doo doo. We took past notes in class, um, so uh, I was quite chagrined and embarrassed. Um, but the funny thing is, um, six months later, when the high school, junior high slash high school literary magazine came back out, that poem was in it. Really, he, the teacher had submitted it on my behalf. Wow. And I became a published poet at age uh, 11. Hey, that's awesome. That's so cool. What a you surprise. Know, what an like, honor. Okay, that's it. I'm a poet. Onward. Right. <laughs> I love that. What a great story. <laughs> yes. I owe, I owe that man so much. Uh, and oh. it's funny. And I, I kind of followed his career I, you know, through the years. And I got to be his daughter and I worked together. She was a, a TV personality, uh, you know, a, a report TV reporter, okay. and I was uh, doing public relations at, 
at the college, the university mm. where I was working. And, and we, oh my God, Dennis McGuire's daughter. Oh, and, you know, <laughs> like, oh, hugs and oh, how sad. And, and then she later, you know, a couple of years later, she let me know that he had, he had passed away, but he's, oh, sure. you know, thank God for him. It really, he, he kicked me in the butt and got me started. Yes. I think it's so amazing. It seems like almost every writer I talk to, they have some sort of story from school or somebody, something from school that, you know, put a bug in their brain or just kind of push them to yeah. writing. And so I think it's just absolutely fascinating. And what uh -uh. power those teachers have had. I mean, you must have your, your story from school. I do. Yeah. I, I was one of those kids where I would take a notebook, like I'm, I don't know, fourth, fifth grade. And I would like hand write out a story. I didn't do very many, but I did them. And oh. then um, I did a little bit of journaling, like a diary. What really got me was when I was in French class, we used to have to write um, like kind of like a diary or, or a journal. And I would write French poems in, in French. <gasps> and my, my teacher was like, you write really well. You you should continue doing this. And and that was it for me. Poof, like, oh wow, somebody thinks I can write. And of course I went from there. And what really brought me to write a lot was after my mother passed away when I was 16. Oh that became my oh, yeah. huge um therapy, I would almost say. Yes. It was like therapy for me. Oh. And I wrote so much. I wrote so many poems. I just went it it that was really the launching pad for me. And oh. yeah, so yeah, that uh, I needed it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really marvelous way of of processing grief. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, processing anything. Yes. Um, but I, yes, therapy. Oh, do, do you still have those moments? I do, and occasionally oh. I've looked at them. But yeah, I have like a. It's like I have this like bag full of journals. And I, I have not tapped into it very much. I did a little bit when I was writing my YA romance novel, um, because I, it, it contains the character has some things that I had going on as a teenager. So I wanted to like refresh my brain of that. Oh. Um, so yeah, I, so someday I'll need to do more of a deeper dive into those again, and just like bring my brain back there. Well, you'll get to it. It, it will hit you know, what is it that the teacher comes to us when we need the teacher and when your time comes for you, for those poems to, to, uh, you know, revivify some memories or mm -hmm. um, some lessons you learned. I mean, I, I insist that you wrote, you wrote your first poems in French. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then she said that I'm like, what? Is she serious? <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not easy. You don't, I mean, you, you know, for, you mean, the, the vocabulary, the French vocabulary is so much more limited than English. Oh, I mean, yeah. so to be able to do, to do that and to work with that, you know, that vocabulary limitation in a, in a lot of ways, I mean, there's only one shade of green. Right. Um, right. You know, rouge is rouge. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, noir is noir, I mean, et cetera. Um, yep. How marvelous. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure I kept that too. If I remember right, I kept that um, uh -huh. that little journal that I did in French class. But yeah, just an amazing launching pad for me, I guess, to be where I am today. But I took a giant amount of time off of writing. But you know, the past I don't know five six years, I've really been going heavy at it. So I love it. 
Well, you you run a you're an industry unto yourself. <laughs> I mean, I can't Aww. get over really. I mean, it's such an inspiration. I mean, how how you uh, like the podcasts and your you know different ways you're present on on um, Twitter and you know you just said a YA novel and certainly all, you know, <laughs> your erotica. Um, I mean, I have I have hours of of listening uh, pleasure that I have because I haven't gotten through every single one of your podcasts, <laughs> but I certainly attend to. Um, I'm about probably a fifth, fifth of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you're listening and that you're enjoying it. I try to do a wide variety of things too, but you know, try to all focus some in some way, shape, or form connection with sex in some way is kind of my goal. So I'm otherwise I'm pretty much wide open. <laughs> Well, it's it's just stunning uh, achievements. I mean, when I when I have to telescope who you are, <clears throat> like telling friends that <clears throat> excuse me that we were doing <clears throat> this this interview this morning. Oh yes. Um, I I said I said I just think of her as as the American Queen of erotica. Oh, what a and, compliment! Thank you. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it seems like to me. Um, I have learned already so much for you as I as I get my feet back in in the erotica waters. I mean, I never stopped reading, right. uh, and I have a wonderful collection of erotica, um, you know, probably from the eight eighteen hundreds to the present. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and then there's and they're all in, in you know I don't know, eight linear feet of shelving or something, and yeah. then I have my D H Lawrence you know, alter because the first book that that really set me on this path, I was 14 and my English teacher realized that I was so bored with oh. what was going on in the classroom. Yep. And, you know, she, she said, I got some extra stuff for you. And she had me read Lady Chatterley's Lover. Wow. I mean, it's great. The, it's this 1968 the book had just come out in paperback, okay. unexpurgated for the first time. Wow. I mean, I mean, it was it, it, it was, you know, just a quirk of fate that she gave me that book. And I read I read Lady Chowerley's Lover. And I I mean, I I found some of the sex scenes and there's not only a few. Sure. Um, it's um as and as sparse as they are, I just went nuts. Nice. I mean, this was oh the gamekeeper, uh, and how he's teaching her about her body. Wow. Um, and you know, kind of on hold in her loveless marriage. Mm. Um it's, and I I read Lady Charlie's Lover every year for 20 every spring for 25 years as a way of celebrating life. Wow. Um, and I, I have to read, look know, at that. <laughs> I have eight or nine editions, different oh. editions, pirated editions, uh, the, a French edition before it was legalized in, in mm. the UK and US. Uh, I mean, we were late to the game, 1968. Um, well, that's really <laughs> English. Yeah. English and America, American, mm. you know, I mean, it was just, it was banned. Um, so I owe I owe D. H. Lawrence a great deal, and he was a marvelous poet too. But I owe him a um, I owe him a deep 
um, bit of gratitude. And so, and Miss Hudson, my 10th grade English teacher, uh, there's another great English teacher who helped me um, along the way. Uh, D.H. Lawrence, I've been to his gravesite in Mexico. Oh, Mexico. wow. I have, it's, it's, hero, it's a hero worship. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. So, and in college, along came John Updike, who, who doesn't really, didn't really write um, erotica, but he wrote about sexuality mm. in such a, a um, sparse and accessible uh, way with, you know, the, the men, men and women of that era, sure. um, the, the 60s and 70s. And, I mean, he's followed, he followed one character, Rabbit, through, you know, divorces, like four Rabbit novels. But, mm. um, you know, how in his sex scenes, um, it, it, they're very, very sparse. Uh, but boy, he he got it done, you know, in mm. um, justice, a sketch like, you know, you know, artists that can sometimes just draw, you know, five squiggle lines and all of a sudden yes. the face appears. I mean, he could do yes. that for a whole sexual encounter. And then the dynamics of the husband, wife, mistress, you know, whoever the the the, you know, the dynamic was of the story. So he was in, pretty instrumental, too. And just an exquisite, exquisite writer. Very interesting. Um, I guess I didn't realize he had anything sexual at all. I guess, you know, it's not something that I haven't read him widely, but of course I know he is, but very yeah. interesting. Yeah. A lot of um, allusions or ways. I mean, I wrote up my honors thesis, my senior year in college on, on Updike. Um, I was so deeply infatuated with him. Um, it was called Images of Impetus. Uh, ah. And John, and John, and 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 it, you, you know, I reread like half a dozen of his books, and I had all the passages marked, or you know, the so and so can't get an erection, or mm. um, you know, or it, he comes too soon, or I mean, there's you know, all the all the little uh, foibles that can happen, you know, and doing it within, you know, basically, you know, the '60s was even though the 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 revolution was happening, so to speak. Right. The love generation, you know, I mean, <laughs> the conservatism of of um, American publishing. But yes. you know, he was such. I mean, he wrote for the New Yorker. I mean, this guy, you know, he, he nailed his career. Uh, so when he was doing that, um, he would he was able to get away with it and his impeccable prose, just right. impeccable. So. Uh, I try to learn from the greats. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, some people like that can get away with certain things that others would absolutely not. Yeah. 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 Well, I know that my book, I know Anne's still counting will probably end up in the, in the Amazon nether zones, you know? Um, so, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, you never know. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe they'll get a little more elastic about it. I mean, it's not really, um, it's not something you, you sit and jerk off to, I don't think. Right, uh, right. <laughs> I have to run that by a few, few men. This make you want to, you know. Right. What does this make you think? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, to me, because they're, they're my little babies, you know, my poems right. are my little babies, but they're, they're graphic in, in spots. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic project and I can't wait to see it go live. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, this has been amazing. Is there anything else you want to talk about or highlight before we're done? 
Oh, I don't think so. I think I cover, I have my little tiny outline. Um, nice. And I pretty much, you know, one way or another, uh, wrapped <laughs> wrapped all the little um, items I've been thinking about for you. Awesome. Um, to do it. Um, it's, you know. Oh, I, I will leave you with one short, one quick thing. I learned a, a, an invaluable lesson this winter. Um, living alone, having been isolated, the COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, I spent a good time thinking about loneliness. Mm. And I came up with a definition that went bingo. Loneliness is the unsustainable deficit of touch. Ah, yes. And then. Oh, shoot, you went quiet. I can't hear you. Mm, shoot, I lost your sound. Hmm, I wonder what happens. Well, well, there it's back. It's back. Oh, okay, now okay. now I can hear you. <laughs> that was oh, weird. I don't know. We had a blip in the universe. Must have anyway, been, yeah. the, the PS on loneliness and, and the deficit of touch um, was that sexual intercourse is high intensity touch therapy. Absolutely. And think of all the skin, the largest organ of our body, all that skin that comes in contact, uh, when you're, um, in those, in those intimate moments, Uh, yeah. Yes. Touch on overload, which is what we all need. Yeah, and we and we suffered greatly for the lack thereof for a long Aww. time. All ages, all chill. I mean, yes. all ages. Every one of us across the planet were yes. suffering that that lack of lack of touch. Yeah, and it, it's it's going to affect people for the rest of their lives. Every age will have been affected by this. Yeah, and even if you were, even if you were holed up, locked down with your family. Right. Um, I mean, you couldn't see, maybe you can see your, the children can see their grandparents or their aunts and uncles. Yes. You couldn't, and the husband and wife couldn't see their colleagues. And I mean, you know, in person um, right. or their, or their girlfriends, yeah. um, you know, my gal pals who are, you know, the best huggers in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're social um, and depriving us are. of that is devastating. Yeah. We're communal. We're human. And yep. we evolved that way. Um, yep. you know, we're communal um, social beings. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of healing left to do. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it's, it, it akins to neglect. I mean, it was like a, a worldwide neglect. Yeah. Yeah. But we've yes. turned the corner. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And we are, things are getting better and more open and people can get together and, touch and communicate and hug yes <laughs> and yes. more <laughs> and more <laughs> and more the more is good <laughs> i love it well i cannot thank you enough i just had an absolute blast and you can come back anytime and uh, oh, chat and you. read more poems and just have a blast i had so much fun talking with you this was just thank you everyone i did amazing too. this was so enjoyable. Thank you for listening. Let me run my mouth at, at length about about my mission to to bring <laughs> um, um, 
to, for more senior women and men to find joy, the joy of sex. We'll go yes. all the way back to joy of sex. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you're spectacular and amazing. And it's an honor to have spoken with you and to know you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rowan. Okay. I'll be seeing you soon. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Carla and I had an amazing chat. It was so much fun. I want to thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you will follow my podcast and give me a review. Give me a rating. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey here on the podcast. I love that I can share with you on the podcast all the things that I do. And again, down in the podcast notes will be all of Carla's links so that you can easily access her content and connect with her and also mine in the link tree. And also remember, if you'd like to support me, you can follow my Patreon and become a subscriber. And if you would rather just give me a one-time donation towards the podcast, if you'd like to buy me a copy or something, I'm also on Cash App as Money Sign Ruin Willows. You can always support me in that way as well if you want to do a one-time support. Okay, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. <laughs>